Welcome to Overtime on Inferno, your weekly roundup of all the biggest stories in CSGO. Quicker than we can stop watching dead teams, a quick reminder, rate and review at the end of the episode. My name is Logan. This is AZ-esque. On today's episode, we talk about Nitro possibly coming back to Counter-Strike. We talk about how there's a trillion dead teams and how we're fairly sure that Peacemaker is going to nip. Roll the intro. Not that much has happened recently. And yet, there's still a lot that's happened. But mainly it's like in the in the playing the game bit where things have happened. Yes. Which is different to like when nobody's playing the game and yet things are still happening. Yeah, we, we were talking about this before we went live, but it's weird that the that there's still tournaments going on after the major. And like both yeah. of us were talking about like the major. It feels like that should be major then player break everyone go home <laughs> yeah as much as like it you, it seems like you want so the thing there's sort of like two conflicting arguments right because one of them is like once the major's in that's when you get like people get pulled back in they get sucked back into the game who haven't like cared for a little while and then you've got all this momentum where you people want to watch counter-strike but we have to watch dead teams just again like we have to watch mouse sports with a team they're not going to play in in yeah. two weeks you have to watch liquid you have to watch like, even vitality and g2 or g2 got kenny s so they're kind of interesting again but like, even vitality even though they're doing well it's like yeah but this isn't this is why like you you have to and like liquid and vitality are some of the worst defenders of this in the way that like you're watching dead teams in giant tournaments yeah it's not Unless like you're doing well, so it's not even like they go out early and then you can enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I kind of wanted to watch Stralis for once, but and then Liquid beat him and kicked him out. Yeah, and it's like, well, I, I mean, I guess that's probably quite a damning indictment of the new Stralis roster. They're losing to dead NA teams, but you know, dead NA teams that couldn't win against them for the last three years. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Nitro was the problem. We'll get into that. All right, <laughs> let's, let's start. Let's start on our first topic of the day. We want to talk about IAM Winter. We are done with group stages. We are into the playoffs. We're actually halfway through the playoffs already. Um, yeah, the ESL do this thing where they like to have a week break between, um, the, like the the chunk, the big chunk of the tournament, and then the finals. So they have like five days to to do like story like storylines story and, and yeah. video work and stuff which is interesting but that that's why we have like a five-day break in the middle of the tournament i i have no issue with it because it means i don't have to watch counter-strike in the middle of the week while i'm trying to figure out finals so yeah sure it's convenient for me right now um so we through this whole thing right somehow godsend made it out of their group um don't say that I say somehow. This is a great team. Wonderful team. I love Godsent. How high is the hopium for Godsent right now with you? It's, I mean, all right. So this was a good performance from them, but I think they'll be a little bit disappointed to be going out in the quarters in a tournament where this is about as good a chance, if you're a team like Godsent, this is about as good a chance you're going to get to make a semis of a big event. Yeah. I mean, okay, you get NIP who are half decent, um in the quarterfinals but it's also winnable it's also a very they're a beatable team for a team like godsend 
And I think they'll be a little bit disappointed. Yeah, okay, it's their first big event and it's the first time they've done well. But it was a good opportunity for them to go even further. And I think they'll be a little bit disappointed. But they did show a little bit of what they're about and show why we were like quite high on them coming into the major. Um, this team is like packed with talent. It's just whether or not they can find a way to uh, to express that, mm. I suppose. Yeah. And something something interesting about the Godson team this week is Taco actually played well. Yeah, that was strange. <laughs> Which, y- you look at this roster and you go, wow, look at that. All these other Brazilian players that are going to do so much fragging and Taco, who's going to be the veteran and kind of lead them. No, no ta- Taco fragged. Which is weird. Yeah, I mean, he he fragged for a little bit, and then I think he yeah. dropped off, as you expect, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. he has the ability to do that. He has done it from time to time. Um, he's also like an okay orper, which we saw a little bit of. Um, I mean, everyone on God sent can all. It's something we 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 talked about before. Um, and it, it it's almost worth him orping over somebody else just because then you at least have five players instead of four players and Taka. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I I think. It's not a worrying sign for Godsend if Taco is fragging. But you'd rather be winning and Taco not fragging, in a sense. Like you'd rather yeah. win with Taco getting like nine kills, because you're like, that's kind of how our team is supposed to work. If you're winning because Taco's fragging, it's like that's how sustainable is this? Yeah. Or is this just a fluke? You know that game where like Zeus dropped 30 against Peak Australis and they won? Yes. And it's like Okay, but we know that's never going to happen again. <laughs> um, yeah. So Godson made it to the, the quarters. The other team that made it to the quarters that's out now is Gambit, who the last couple months have been kind of rough for Gambit. With the Gambit. Land. So it's difficult to know whether or not it's the fact that they're on LAN that's hurting them, or if it's just like the natural ebb and flow of being a top team like how many times have we seen the team for example furia furia a great example like rise astronomically right to the top and then they have this dip where people figure them out a little bit and people Mm -hmm. like study them really hard and then like you know people figure them out a little bit and they have their sort of issues that they have to work through and then it's whether or not you come through that and become like a constant team at the top or you become a, a bit of an also ran um, so there is like precedent for that, but it could also just be the return to LAN has hurt them in ways that we don't know. I, I, I subscribe to the theory that it's more the first and the second, but I mean, it also can't be ignored. I mean, the way they play, like Axile just taking dry angels all the time, like to take map control. That's not sustainable. Eventually. Yeah. Like. That that's less powerful when you don't when you don't have as much peak as advantage. Like that is you are gonna get found out a little bit more doing that on lap. Um mm-hmm. but at the same way, I think a lot of it is probably the fact that this is just a natural cycle of a team. Yeah. My bet my bet in the end of the day is that it's probably a little bit of both. Um there, there is no there's no chance that this is a hundred percent in either direction. There's no chance this is a hundred percent oh no, they're fine on land, everything's good. There's no chance this is everyone's figured us out and or, or no one's figured us out and we just can't play on land. This is definitely a combination of both. Yeah. It's just, it's hitting. Fortunately, it's kind of hitting at a nice time where they've got this tournament and one, one more tournament and they're done for the year. 
yeah. right? That where you're kind of hitting this towards the end. Um, but it's not, it, it, you hope to never hit it. I think is kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah, of course. But they um, can look back on this year and be proud of what they achieved. Oh, this year was great for Gambit. Yeah. Um, Gambit stock's very high still this year. Yeah, I mean, you can look back and take plenty of positives um, and just go, oh, well, you know, we, we petered out a little bit. But if you just said at the start of the year or like sometime last year to Gambit, you know, ah, you'll peter out in the semis of the major. They'd be like, they'd snap your fucking arm off like there's you know they wouldn't even they wouldn't even blink twice they'd snap your arm like when you think about it the fact that that's a disappointment to them is incredible it's absolutely incredible the fact that they're disappointed with like top four events like or or top eight even like that's that's incredible for them um and i think it, it would do them no good to look at that as a negative and instead look of it as, as the natural cycle of, of being a team, especially a team as young as them. Like they're going to have peaks and troughs. That's, that's, that's what it's, that's what it's about. Like if they were consistently that good, they'd be one of the greatest teams of all time. And they've got plenty of time to, to do that. Like plenty of time to sort of make a legacy. It's just figure out how, like figure out what you can do and what you can't do on land and what you can do and can't get away with against teams like this. And then from there, you can you can sort of build, you can build on that rather than thinking, oh, we were so good before, what's gone wrong? Think about what what do we have we can build on here? Because you're still one of the best teams in the world. Mm. So I want to throw this in now about Gambit, is that uh, the Gambit Youngsters program is coming back next year. Yeah, uh, there, there was confirmation today from uh, Gambit Esports themselves on the tweeters um, that basically was like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to have a Gambit Youngsters for next year, which I'm and it, it says in the tweet, first of all, the team will be looking for young players. Perhaps there will be an experienced player as well. Hmm. <laughs> which Zeus, they're going to bring back Zeus. I can't, like you can't tell me you wouldn't want that. Oh no! You can't tell that. me you wouldn't want that. I'd watch that. I'd watch. Yeah, that exactly. Give me Zeus and four Zoomers. That's a team. Okay, wait. This sounds. This sounds better. Um, I think that Zeus, I think Zeus and Zoomers. <laughs> regardless of what the team is, Gambit has shown that their academy program is very good. Um, or at least the last one was. Or at least the last one. It's, um, it's hard to know how much uh, how much of that is luck and how much of it is uh, planning. Yeah. So I guess the question is, when does the new Gambit youngsters overtake uh, current Gambit? That that would be amusing. They're like they just put their <laughs> other team back to youngsters. Like, nah, not not good enough. We've got some other, <laughs> we've got some other zoomers for you. <laughs> I mean, right. I guess I don't know what the end goal is because. It's difficult to want to replace anyone on Gambit. Yeah. So it's like, is the end goal to find other players to bring into the starting lineup? Is the end goal to sell the Gambit youngsters team for money? Is the end goal to find somebody to replace Hobbit in a couple of years when you know maybe he he retires? Like, what's the what's the end goal here? Because you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who want to replace anyone on Gambit right now. Yeah. All right, I want to turn our eyes to the rest of the teams, two of which are – one of which is like a dead team, one of which is like a – it's got Kenny S on it, 
And then the other two teams are in the process of debuting their new lineup still. So let's let's start with the dead team. Let's start with Vitalite. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, <laughs> I did wonder. I, I was like, have you, been to, have you been to Canada recently? What's going on? I got a lot of friends who are Canadian, but no. Any not of French, French Canadian? Canadian? Not French Canadian. <laughs> this is a different. Nova Scotian, man. I don't know what that means, but that's cold. That's cool. Cold. I assume it's, all of Canada is cold. No, it's it's the really p- cold part of Canada. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, let's talk about vitality. Uh, yeah, it, it's it. This team is so weird because it's like on death's doorstep, and everything that everyone has said is just still being true. Well, the thing is, it doesn't matter how close to death you are when you have Zaiwu. Like, he will just carry you. Like, yeah. It's, like they are kind of just back to the. Zaiwu carries carries us days, and everyone else just tries not to throw the game. Like that that one game when he dropped like seventy five kills, everyone else was on like fifties. Like yeah, no, we're back. I mean, Apex has been really good to be fair, which is I mean, it's a good time for Vitality because they're two of the players that they're keeping. Yeah. So do you do you know what the was I was rating over a three map series against Gambit was in the quarters? Oh, Jesus Christ! Like it's going to be obscenely high. I don't know what it was, but one point four two. Yeah, it's just, just ridiculous, isn't it? Like the, the, so, the, the fact that he's not the best player in the world is absolutely astounding. Like, the fact that he isn't the best... Like, think about it. He's not the best player in the world. He just dropped a 1.42 rating in a quarterfinal against like one of the best teams in the world on a dead team. It's like, yeah, no, he's second best. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I mean maybe. I've last seen. week when they played Nip, it was 1.55, so... I mean that is against NIP. That barely counts. Yeah, and then they went to overtime against Mouse Sports. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean Zaiwu is just ridiculous. Like he is maybe the best hard carry player of all time. Like Simple is the best player of all time, but yeah, he's rarely. I mean, he has been able to hard carry teams, but I don't think he hard carries as hard as Zaiwu does. Like Simple often hard carries in a close loss. Like, when he's on a bad yeah. team, they would always come close, but never win it. When Zaiwu's on a bad team, he somehow wins the game with a hundred frags. Like, it's absolutely crazy. Like, he, like nobody can, like, 1v9 anywhere near as hard as him. Like, it's it's actually obscene. He will, he will actually just carry a game that he has no right, no right to win. So, so, gut check. Do we think that the rumored vitality changes are going to do anything? Um, see, it seems so wrong to say yes because everything in you is screaming that this team won't work. Do you know what I mean? Like everything yes. feels like it shouldn't work, but then I don't know, man. I have faith in Zonic. I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I do. I, I, I didn't have that much faith in him. And I actually had a conversation with um, uh, Darth Mike. The, um, you know, Darth. Um, and he, he was very high on Zonic and t- talked about uh, what he thought he, br- he brought and for conversation stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, what? I, I, I kind of buy into this theory that Zonic is like this great coach and not just incidentally the coach of the greatest team of all time. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think seeing Astralis now without him 
It's a little bit less, you know, they're a little bit less formidable now, ever since he's been a little bit disinterested or rumors of him leaving have gone. So maybe there is something to, to Zonic actually being this like 900 IQ mastermind. I, I'm pretty sure what's going to happen in like a year or two's time is Astralis is just going to reform. I don't see, like, it seems like that's definitely going to happen. We have the Danish last dance. Yeah, like, do you not think it really seems, like, there's already talk about device going back. There's no way, like, they don't just, like, both teams, like, Vitality, NIP, and Astralis are all going to be bad. And then in, like, two years, they're going to, like, try and recapture the magic and reform Astralis under a new brand. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, like, that has to happen. Like, yeah, North 2.0, 3.0? Yeah, I think North are going to come back and sign the old Astralis roster. That's what's going to happen. That's, right. like, that, that's what it screams to. It screams that like these five players are somehow going to end up back together again. And everyone's going to pretend like they're going to be good in like three years when you know, they won't they're obviously yeah. not. I don't know. I'm not sure this Vitality, Vitality team is going to be the best team in the world. But they will will always have Zywu. So like, yeah, they'll always have this hard carry. Um, all right. I wanna, have I wanna you, have you heard Zaiwu speak English, by the way? It's so, actually pretty good. It is, but he has a really strong accent. Yes. And I I really think they might have some communication issues. Like, I, see, I thought they were going to have communication issues from the beginning because I didn't know Zaiwu spoke English. So, like, the, I have found out that he, spoke, he speaks English now, right? And his yeah. English is pretty good, but it is still heavily French. Apex, you can definitely understand, but it is still have. <laughs> Apex is the like has the stereotypical French accent to English. That, it takes like, me a couple of, of minutes to like adjust to hearing Apex. Like you hear him speak, and like like at first it's like it's quite difficult, and then eventually you get into the flow, and you can understand what he's saying, and it's kind of the same with Zai Wu. And I will say that people who learn English as a secondary language generally find it easier to understand different accents because mm-hmm. they're used to hearing it in lots of different ways anyway. Yeah. Um, but I do think Zywu and Apex's English can be a little bit difficult to decipher, especially if it's like in a chaotic moment. Um, so I think there might be some some communication issues down the line due to that. Uh, Danish English is very English, very easy to understand. There's, I mean, there's only a few words that sound a little bit strange in a Danish accent. But, yeah, uh, like... Esetag sounds like he's from America. I've not. I can't remember ever hearing him speak. You, you got to go listen to Esetag. It's impressively like normal sounding, <laughs> like not like undanish. Um, <clears throat> I want a quick side note on the the Zaiwu speaking English thing. The reason I heard him speaking English was because of the um, the setup videos that ESL is doing. Yeah, which is just like perfect content for me as the person who switches his keyboard switches every like three weeks and that kind of stuff fantastic content Um, i've been editing some of the interviews and stuff they've done so i've had to listen to and i was transcribing some of the uh, some of the videos as well so you you actually really have to listen and try and figure out what people are saying um which is why I, i sort of remembered it and realized it yeah all right, uh, we have two more, three more, three more teams, three more teams to talk about right now. Um, I want to get into Virtus Pro. We so newsletter this week had a giant feature about Virtus Pro and that they're actually like better than we all remember. They're c- 
consistently really good. Like they're consistently top eight. I think they finished top eight at, or top six at every IEM event they've um, gone to this year, which is really impressive. Like yeah. I sort of didn't realize that. I think they've been really, really good this year. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate for them that they're in a region with Gambit and Navi. And then like, so no matter what, they're never going to be the best team at an event they're at, even if it's a regional one. So they, they always go under the radar. Uh, and now like with the Sanji change, people didn't like that. And people don't like Virtus Pro because they cut their worst player for some reason. Um, the exact opposite of what happened to North. People hated North because they didn't cut their like because they cut a player who wasn't apparently their worst player, um, even though Rubino was. But let's not get into that. Um, uh, you know, people got very annoyed at them for cutting their worst player and bringing in Flit, who we've now all seen is a fucking brilliant player. Which anyone who'd watched him actually knew, but a lot of people who hadn't watched him thought he was worse than Sanji for some reason. And now you, you see them now, and they are they are an insanely dangerous team. I, I I think people are going to sleep uh, coming into these quarterfinals. I think there's a very good chance VP win this. All right. I think they might be the best team at the event. Okay. I think the next team we'll talk about might have some uh, some reservations about that, but... Well, so, so let's, if you look at the semifinalists, yeah. NIP and VP, I think VP beat NIP earlier in the tournament. And just generally look like a better team. I mean, NIP have have like man for man VP are comfortably better. I would say VP did not play NIP earlier in this tournament. Did they not? I'm, they I'm getting they them were mixed in up with somebody else. Different groups. Okay, well, I'm getting them mixed up. But man for man, VP are a much better team than NIP. I'll stand up. I mean, device versus Jame, whatever. Probably slightly device, but every single rifle of VP have is better than every single rifle NIP have. Also, VP has Yakindar. Exactly, like Yakindar versus Res, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Like Flit versus Plopsky, it's pretty like it's pretty, pretty one sided. Yep. Like Buster versus Essatag, you can flip a coin on that one; it doesn't really matter. And then uh, the other player on VP is um, oh Kika. Kika. Yeah, yeah, and Kika is just. Like Kika completely goes under the radar as well. He's an excellent player. Always has yeah. been. Um, so like man for man, they're miles better than NIP. And it's just a case of... And like I don't think NIP's strategic advantage even exists for us. I think VP's <laughs> T-sides are generally better. So I think VP are a better team than NIP. Um, G2, they're probably not a better team than G2 normally. I was just saying, G2 well, when, with Kenny S. Yes. With, with you know, Nico, I've heard, is in-game leading at the moment. Um, Side note, I wanted so bad for Kenny S to be the IGL this week. <laughs> they just change it all the time. So bad. Because no, it was just like, Nexo was IGLing, so you bring in the new guy who's going to IGL for you. That so way, supposedly, nothing. what happened is, I heard Hunter say... They've changed the roles, so like Amanek is now doing what Nexa was doing, Kenny S is doing what Amanek was doing, and then Nico's in-game leading. Sure. That that's, apparently, like that's apparently what they're doing. That sounds Although, like so much movement. I think he said they change who in-game leads on each map, and Jack's in-game leads the pistol rounds. Okay, to be fair, that's that's a good call. Jax is insane on pistols. 
Well, he he like does all their pistol round strats, and they're they're pretty good at pistol rounds, so he's just doing yeah. something right. Um, just, I, I so, you know what I love that just like IGL by roulette, just, just <laughs> yeah, just, just changing. <laughs> they do the what God said do with the orb is what G two do with the in game leader or um, spin the wheel. So VP versus G two is kind of up in the air because G two have this strange new roster. So I think there's a decent chance VP are better than G two. And then Vitality, similar thing. Like it, it's kind of a game of can you stop Zaiwu? And I think VP are diligent enough. They're like slow enough that it, it you can suffocate teams a little bit easier, mm-hmm. and maybe they can sort of stop Zaiwu having just complete control of the game. I mean, the other side of that coin is the game is slow. Vitality then have free reign to sort of just stand still and wait for Zaiwu to do something. And he's the other side of that coin. But I, I don't think it's cut and dry Vitality being better than VP. I certainly don't. I think it's at best 50-50 and at worst slightly favoured for VP. They've been together longer. or They've been together a similar length of time, but they're sticking together. They haven't been together yeah. because of Flip, but you know what I mean. Like The yeah. core has been together the same length of time and they, they have this new. they have their new roster. I think there's a really good chance that VP are the best team at this tournament. Right. I, I really do. All right. So let's talk about those other two teams quickly. Let's talk about NIP. And we'll talk about G2. I think NIP has done adequate. That yeah, is, they, they've, they've done the NIP. They've gone to lower bracket. They've won through the lower bracket. <laughs> I wrote something the other day about them being the Tottenham Hotspur of Counter-Strike. And again, I know this this reference Actually, doesn't... Actually, that one does. My it roommate does mean is a big Spurs <laughs> fan and my friend is a big Spurs fan. This okay. reference works. Okay. Well, NIP are the Tottenham Hotspur of Counter-Strike. That no matter how good they are, you're never scared of them. And they always like heroically fail at the yes, second to last hurdle. I, I've been told I should be a Tottenham Hotspur fan because of the other sports teams I, I, uh, I'm a fan of. Because they okay. all do that same thing. <laughs> okay. That makes that makes perfect sense then. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're somebody who... I mean, you're wearing an NIP shirt. So Spurs okay, is a... To be fair, this is like literally I opened the drawer of shirts I have and this was the first one on top and I said, great, let's go. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, yeah. I mean, it, you actually own an NIP shirt, which means Spurs duck, water off a duck's back to you. Um, I, I really do think that I, I don't see NIP winning their semifinal game. I mean, I could be no. wrong. And I, I don't see them. I, I actually don't see them being any of the three teams remaining. Neither do I. I, I think that NIP... I think uh, I think we talked about this two weeks ago, or I talked about this last week. James, um, NIP has gone back to the we don't know what to think about NIP stage of like I I can't get excited about NIP because if I get excited about NIP, they're gonna do really bad. But the second I stop being excited about NIP, they like pull something out of absolutely nowhere. I think they've gotten back to that point. You know that um, that really old scientific study <laughs> where like. The conclusion, or the the sort of assumed conclusion, is that atoms react differently if they're being observed. Do you know this thing? Yes, I've heard of it. Um, that's kind of like NIP to me. It's like when you're expecting them to do something, they react very differently to when there's no pressure on. Like when you're not watching them, NIP are like the best team in the world, and then you like watch them. They're like this team's they, they, it's terrible. They're they're fine, but like 
what if, why do they keep losing these rounds like what why are they getting like pulled apart by it's like they're very very strange team like nothing really makes sense about NIP and that seems to have been the case over multiple different rosters and i'm not sure why they don't get treated like north did where they're kind of like a the butt of the joke because they're very much the same thing they occasionally make like top four, top eight, or they, they consistently make top eight, but there's no threat of them winning it. Yeah. And I mean, they, if they don't win IEM Winter with Na'Vi not here, I think you, like, it's like, what's the point? You've got to, you've got, this is your new roster. This is your, the this roster you've spent. roster. Yeah, this is a roster you've spent a lot of money on. If this doesn't, win an event where the best team in the world aren't even there and there's two dead rosters, one of which has a stand-in as well. Yeah. I, so... It's not good. I got another gut check for NIP. Percentage chance that the Vitality stuff falls through because Zonic wants to go to NIP as the coach. Zero. Zero? Zero. Okay. I don't see Zonic. Why would Zonic go to NIP? This is like a terrible idea. You know, it was a thing flying around in my head that was like, Zonic wants to go back and coach Device, and he thinks that this NIP squad is like, I don't know. I don't think Zonic and Device like each other that much anymore. Okay. Uh, you've, seen the, you've seen the picture. Zonic giving him the side eye. Yes, but I also have a feeling that that was just the, like, we need to beat them now. He, we, need, we need to wait for Sonic's was... second book to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we need the next book. Um, all right, let's let's talk. That about... should be the cover for his next book, by the way. Him and the cover, like... yeah, the cover for Device's book though should hundred percent be that photo that I was that like, yeah, the the one of him backstage with Banks on the front of the stage. Yeah, fantastic photo. Oh, um, that was just him in Top Gun. That's possible too. Uh, let's talk about G two. Uh, G two is just fun right now. Like, <laughs> this team is nonsense. It's absolute this, nonsense. This team is dumb. <laughs> I love that they're just in the semifinals with Kenny S. Like, just, it's just like we just brought him back because Nexa can't get in the country, and we're still semifinalists. Like, like Nico is just that good, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it just it just seems like. This just seems like a it's fun kind of thing. Like, who cares? Yeah, like, they're, 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 I think they, they basically said in interviews, like, our plan was to get to the semifinals. We don't expect to get any further, so we're just going to have fun. And it's like, yeah. that is a dangerous mentality to play against. They, Especially if you're, if you're NIP and you have to play against G2, you'd be shitting yourself. You'd be like, Nico is here to have fun. What? Like, we, you, like, like Nico's already dangerous. Nico when he doesn't give a fuck. How do you how do you prepare for that? He's just gaming. He's just gaming. Like how do you prepare against a Nico that's just gaming? You just can't. You can't you can't actually prepare for G2 because they don't know what they're about to do. You can't prep for them. And that's right. like what NIP maybe have like an advantage in is that they are a, a structured team and they will be able to like you know, they, they will have set plans, they'll, they'll have set anti-strat. You can't anti-strat a team that doesn't have strats. Uh, that's so great. Alright, I want to I I switch focus to Blast Premier World Finals, which is the last tournament we have this year. 
I don't. We don't need to go into every single one of these teams, considering we've talked about one, two, three, four, five. We've talked about five of the eight of them. Yep. Already. Um, I just want. I want quick thoughts. Navi's winning this event, so who's coming in second? Is basically where I'm at. Uh, probably. It's Nexa back for G two. Probably G two. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's 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 probably not Gambit. It's probably okay, not. It's not going to be NIP. liquid. It's not. It's probably be not liquid. Astralis don't look that great. Heroic looked horrible at IAM Winter. So it's either Vitality or G two, and I think G two are probably better. So I'll go with G two. All right, there we go. We've done process of elimination. Um, I want to talk about super quick. Uh, we we've got a, we've got a couple things that are just like random other things. Uh, we'll talk about NA in a minute. Um. So Complexity have parted ways with Peacemaker, who will land on a team in about three to four months, um, yep. as per the Peacemaker cycle. NIP. Yep, probably. I'm telling you, man, the Peacemaker cycle is just on team for six months, off team for four months, and then we we repeat cycle. It's it's strange, isn't it? Because everything you hear about him from teams and from players who've worked with him is really positive. Yep. And like you know, he he's he's been understandably upset on Twitter, like people saying he's a team ruiner, blah, blah, blah. I I mean, I'm pretty sure I mean, I, I, I've heard from it, it was nothing to do with him. Like the complexity yeah. room, like the complexity roster splitting up was, was largely a, a fact they were paying too much for average results. That's the, the biggest reason that team split up. Um, it's nothing to do with Peacemaker and everything you hear about Peacemaker from inside is positive. And yet, he does just seem to keep changing teams and maybe it's just coincidence. Maybe it's just everyone likes him, but he's not that good. Maybe it's just a safe facing. I don't know, but he does seem to just keep changing teams more than any other coach, even though everyone has positive things to say about him inside the thing. So it's probably a case where he's nowhere near as bad as the public perception is, but he's also probably not as good as, people who've what, worked with him think he is yep <clears throat> that's what it seems to me peacemaker is going to probably go to some no-name team for a little while um and then he'll go and just be on nip or something yeah <laughs> nip peacemaker. that's such an underwhelming move if it happens isn't it like ah it yeah okay um <laughs> Next, next little thing I want to get to. Hellraiser just signed the Gucci Squad, a team neither of us have ever heard of. It's kind of a shame. Um, they're they're going to lose the name Gucci Squad and become Hellraisers. You know what? That is a good point. Like Gucci Squad is a much better name, and I haven't seen their logo, but it's a better logo than the Hellraisers one, no matter what it is. Okay, wait, no, it's kind of terrible. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up now. It can't be worse than the Hellraisers one. Well. I'm, I'm sorry. sending it to you. It's just it's okay. Yeah, that if it's not good, but it's better than the Hellraisers one. It's just like that's just not bad. <laughs> it's just it's, not good. It's, just... it's bad, but it's but it's not Hellraisers eyebrows bad. <laughs> that, that too. So uh, they're, they're keeping know. their coach though, which is nice. Yeah, I think if you're signing a full squad, you should just keep the coach. <laughs> it makes no sense otherwise. No, no, no. Like they're keeping the the Hellraisers coach. Keeping the oh, coach. oh, that is strange. Maybe the Gucci squad don't even have a coach. I have no. My guess idea. is they don't have a coach. 
Probably. Yeah. If they're if they were unsigned, it's quite difficult to convince a coach sometimes. Yeah. All right. Um let's let's talk about the the last bit of today's episode. Um talking about some Valorant news. Now, um sort of. I mean, kind sort of. of. We talk about North American Counter Strike, so that is Valorant, basically. Yeah, the uh, the North American Counter Strike feeder system, Valorant. Yeah. Um. So we're talking about Nitro was officially released last night. Uh, sorry, officially transferred from Hundred Thieves last night, um, as per the the tweet says. Yeah. Um, and we now have very strong rumors from HLTV that says that Liquid is looking at getting OC, which. If that wasn't in your mind, where are you? <laughs> like, if you yeah, didn't think, think that this was a possibility, where are you? You probably should have been expecting it, realistically. So, I think that puts us onto the rumors now of Liquid having Naf in a leash. Who, by the way, Naf turned it up recently. Naf has been playing out of his mind. Yeah, he's he's been he's been pretty good. I mean, he's a really good player so like it's not surprising you would expect him to be the the second best player on liquid so it's you know it's not that surprising we have seen him being this good before Mm -hmm. um and then we're we're looking at for the last three slots of this roster um there are how many people four people that are rumored now for them we've got Vinny, we've got shocks we've got nitro we've got um OC, and I actually believe that Vinny said he wasn't going to Liquid. I, I think HLTV said that that had cooled down, so I think that one's dead in the water. I, I think the roster will end up being Naflight, Elige, Shocks, OC, Nitro. Alright, that's not, that uh, sounds about right to me. I think Stewie's out. <clears throat> I think, I I think, think Stewie's out, out for North American cloud nine reunion kind of on so from what i last heard which was a while ago yeah he was being courted by both eg and indeed cloud nine but i don't know if cloud nine are actually coming back or if they're just putting the feelers out i think they're coming back but i i was gonna say i think you and i heard the same rumors yeah probably because i heard them from you um quite possibly (laughs) um and from what I remember from what you had said is that is those things. I don't know why I decided yeah. to go on that tangent of what I just said. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, basically, yeah, Stewie, I'm pretty sure unless something else has changed, I think Stewie is, is off and either EG or cloud nine, depending on which project he likes more. I assume, I don't know. Um, I was talking, I was talking with uh, some Valorant people recently um for uh, i was talking about how different teams of valorant could improve um and one of the one of the the people that we were talking about was grim might go to valorant after this that that might be be sad it would be very sad he's really good and liquid just ruined him man yeah wasn't he like one of the better players in the astralis series they won and it's like Mm -hmm. just fucking let him play man like why are you turning grim into taco like it's infuriating. He's really good. Like, just please, just send him to, just put him on the new Cloud Nine team and let him actually play the game because he's really, yeah. really good. So, so in my head, right, 
if EG if if Cloud Nine isn't having a team, there's not a huge amount of spots in North American Counter Strike right now. There are yeah. a decent amount of players, especially with the ones that are looking at coming back. I mean, we see the automatic should be coming back as far as we're aware. Nitro is coming back. <clears throat> There's not a whole. I think if of... automatic comes back, it's probably to go on the new C9 roster. I think that would be the only well, thing that would drag him back. I, I think automatic is coming back and going where Stewie's going. If Stewie's going yeah. to EG, then automatic is going to EG. Yeah, maybe. But my point is, if Cloud Nine brings a roster back then we have a lot more spots and Grimm probably stays in Counter-Strike because he has, there's, there's a spot to stay in Counter-Strike then. The problem is finding a spot on yeah. if Stewie and Automatic are coming back and going to EG and Breezy and Cirque are staying there, then there is one spot on that team and there's a lot of people that are vying for that spot. I can think of, like, Rush could be good for that spot. Tarek may want to come <sighs> back from streaming for that spot. There's, there's definitely North American players that might want that spot. I kind of like Rush, but it's a bit underwhelming if you get him. I'm not saying that's my favorite move. I'm just saying like there there are a decent amount of North Americans right now who they don't have an org or they don't have a team right now. There's 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 no reason to sign Rush when Malbs. I guess money is is the only reason you would sign him over Malbs. I'm pretty sure Malbs's buyout is pretty high, yeah. but. I don't know. I like Rush. I always did, but I think now is probably not the time to sign him if you're Cloud Nine, unless you really are going for the the meme team of just bring back everyone who's won a major for us. I mean, Tarek's doing nothing. Yeah. All right. You got any last words? You got anything? Any any other things? Uh, I don't think there's anything else that's really been going on. Like we're we're really just waiting for Blast to end so we can. Get on with the uh, with roster mania. Yep, that that's that's where we're at right now. And it's like it's really difficult. It's unfortunate for Blast, but it's really difficult to actually care about this tournament when Everyone. half these teams won't look like this in a week. Yeah, and the other half are rubbish, <laughs> other than Navi. Yeah, it, yeah. There, there, yeah. That's all. I think that's that's the best way to explain what's going on right now in Counter Strike. If you if you're looking for a TLDR here, it's all of the dead teams are here and we're waiting. Yeah, we're just kind of like I I really want to see the new G two. I, I want to see. There's a lot of new teams that I want to see, but we won't get them yet. Yeah. <laughs> all Difficult. right. With that, then, we are going to get going for the time. My name is Logan Ramhap. This is Izzy Esk. You can find us on Twitter at, at Logan Ramhap, at Izzy Esk, and at RedTLDR. We will see you again next week talking about Blast. We have two more podcasts left in the year. Yeah. Two more. It's going to be fun. All right. See you all. Peace.